Hello and welcome back to the Silsco podcast. It has been a while, guys. Um, I am, of course, here joined with Professor Imu. Hello. It's been a long time. Yes, we it's been. Yeah, we've had we've had quite the eventful um, month. Or we yeah, have. it's been about a month. Like yep. I, I'm officially married. That's exciting. Well done. Thank you. Good work. I I evolved as a Pokemon trainer, and then. Uh, you got a sweet new job over at a museum in Australia. Yep. I now work at a science museum as well as working at uni. So I am very, very busy and I apologize for my tired voice. It It is okay. We are allowed to be tired, but we still want to be able to tell you about cool Pokemon news. And especially with the news that dropped before, like, like maybe a week ago, there was yep. some really cool news involving the Pokemon games and where mm-hmm. they're going to show up in, here in the next year. Yes. So that's very exciting because they pertain to the switch. Yeah, exactly. We have uh Pokemon let's go Eevee and Pokemon let's go Pikachu has officially been announced. Which so, is very exciting. Yeah. Um, and yeah, both of those games are role-playing games on the switch and, um, there is apparently another one that hasn't been named yet, which is supposed to come out in 2019. Yeah. Well, I think the main reason people like wanted to hear that information or that the Pokemon company gave that to us is because Let's Go Eevee and Let's Go Pikachu are completely different than the other games like entirely. Like it kind of you're going back to the Kanto region and doing all that stuff again, but it's more of a Pokemon Go playing style. Like you just catch Pokemon. Yeah. So, so I've heard a lot of criticisms about that because people who played a lot of the core games, they didn't like Pokemon Go or, you know, I don't know. People just seem to sometimes hate on things anyway. So I couldn't really tell if it was that or what it was. But I've heard criticism that if it's more similar to Pokemon Go, that's not in the, you know, the theme of what Pokemon is about. But at the same time, it is appealing to a greater audience because Pokemon Go was huge. Yeah, it was super successful. So, like, I can see that as a financial decision from Pokemon to be able to try to um, merge their player base from Go onto the Switch. But I can also see why people are yeah. upset because it's not it's not the same games that we're used to. But I kind of look at it as maybe if you remember back in the day when Red and Blue versions were out, and then the Pokemon Stadium games came out. Yeah, how like mind blowing it was, but the Stadium game wasn't like anything impressive it was just battling this is how i kind of think of this this is kind of something it's like the equivalent to stadium for like pokemon go players yeah so they're going to be excited to be able to transfer the pokemon yeah there are definitely from what the description of um let's go pikachu and let's go eevee they just they describe it as though you're walking around and you will see a pokemon in a while in the wild so instead of having a random encounter when you go into the grass and you don't know you know just pops up on you you don't know what you're going to get you're supposed to see them and then you can go into an encounter with this pokemon that you have gone up to and then you can throw pokeballs with it and that's all through the use of the gyroscope and the um like handheld mode so this is actually something that people have been asking for for a long time they've wanted to have that more one-on-one encounter with pokemon in like previous DS games and they've wanted to avoid random encounters and actually being able to see the Pokemon you're jumping into. So it might be a good thing as well. 
Yeah, and also speaking of that gyroscope like thing, they have that Pokeball controller coming out with it too, where you can yes. actually like throw a Pokeball, which is exciting, which is cool. Exactly, like that's going to be great instead of just spamming A. Yeah, exactly. A, it's just a. sitting there hitting yeah. A, B, trying to do yeah. everything physically possible. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So Pikachu and Eevee are the starters. Um, so that's like the yellow games. Yeah, it is it is pretty much like yellow version, I, I would assume. Mm-hmm. And I think rumor has it, this hasn't been like announced, but if you get uh, Eevee, red will actually be your rival. And then if you get Pikachu, that uh, blue will be your rival. So I think oh, it has right. changes that your rival too. That would be really too. interesting. But that's just that's a cool. rumor. Um, that I'm obviously going to choose so. Eevee, though. Uh, same, same. Like, I was just like, like no Pikachu, Eevee, yeah. yeah, we could do that. In saying so. that, um, you know, one of the things that people really like in some Pokemon games is when your Pokemon follow you about, and there seems to be some footage of Pikachu riding outside of its ball on your shoulder, kind of like what happens with Ash, or yeah. Eevee standing on your head. Yeah. So that's another feature that looks like would be really cool if our Pokemon can follow us. I don't know if this would happen exclusively with our starters or if it was just a cutscene. Well, it might have just been a cutscene. It, it shows that there was like a Haunter and an Electrode following a couple Pokemon trainers because it's co-op too. You could play this with your friend at your house. Um, uh, and so, so is like, it only couch co-op? Well, it's. I'm not sure if you could play online to, with someone co-op-like, mm-hmm. but it did say you could like enjoy the fun like, cooperatively at your home so like it's time uh, to force my, wife, my husband into playing pokemon exactly he my wife and no i already it's like couch co-op exactly my wife and i are very excited to be able to play together <laughs> so so but, um that's actually something that i found really intriguing about it couch co-op because um there aren't a whole lot of games at the moment that are couch co-op, but there were so many when I was a kid. So growing up, we had lots of racing games and we had uh-huh. games like Crash Bandicoot and stuff where you could play with your friends in your lounge. And yeah. then once we moved to a more online platform, that started to decrease a lot. And now that a lot of our generation is growing up and getting partners and things like that, the demand for couch co-op has increased again. And people are specifically looking for games that they can play couch co-op instead of having to just play their friends online. And when you live in the same house, you don't want two devices. You just want one device, especially if it's connected to your TV. So I thought this was a really good way of, one, just getting kids to play with their friends, but two, acknowledging that there's an older generation that does want to play together. Because I've wanted to play Pokemon alongside my friends for a very very long time instead of just trading and battling and and if this is just kind of like something for us to do and maybe they're experimenting with for the next game coming out that'd be amazing um like for example they they did say that the next game coming out like in 2019 will be more like like this one's more obsessed with like motion controls and like staying at home while the other one will be more like on the mobile aspect of the switch so yeah exactly so, so hopefully um, the uh, other one is that HMs are still not going to be used. We're going to be riding Pokemon. I personally prefer that. Yeah. I find it more immersive and it makes sense. Yeah. I just wish you could choose what Pokemon you rode on. Maybe we can. We don't know yet. Because so, I did see we were like in the Pokemon Go Eevee that we were riding at Onyx. So I don't know. Yeah. Um, But like, so Sun and Moon, we already know what it's like to ride Pokemon. Yeah. And Again, I feel like there were some people who complained about this, but I feel like they were being pedantic in what they were complaining about. Yeah. 
was writing Pokemon really worse than having HMs? It was better because like I didn't have to make my Pokemon have these moves I never use. So yeah, I didn't have to carry a Zigzagoon around with me to be my HM slave. Yeah. Yeah. But again, that also makes us not be able to be forced to use certain Pokemon, I guess. So I don't know. Yeah, but when we were forced to use certain Pokemon, we were forced to use like Zigzagoon and Bidoof. We didn't actually get a huge plethora of Pokemon that we had to start using because of our HMs. That is true. Yeah, that is true. Uh, I I do remember back in like Red Version, I was, was like, nobody could learn the move Cut. And so I eventually gave it to Scyther and I regretted my decision, but... Uh, uh, yeah. yeah, it was like Scyther uh, knows cut. <laughs> no, I know, but like Scyther is such an awesome Pokemon. Yeah, and then I know. having to waste a slot using cut until you get to the move deleter. I was just a wee lad. I was just a wee lad, Debbie. I know. I know. Okay, you know what? I did some really. I ran away from a shiny Makuhita because I thought it was going to glitch my game. So I'm not going to judge you for giving yeah. cut to Scyther. Yeah. I also thought that HMs were like super special strong moves. So I think I gave cut to like my Feraligator or something. Probably. Well, it wasn't a Feraligator yeah. at the time, my Totodile. Yeah, exactly. So you're probably like, yeah. And then you just realize it's just the worst. And yes. you can't delete it. Like that was the worst part. Is, like you can't delete it. So you're just like, ah. So yes, <laughs> it was bad. Um, this is another really new feature that has not happened in other games because it's, yeah. Um, you can catch Pokemon in Pokemon Go, and then move them from Pokemon Go to Let's Go. Yeah. Via Bluetooth. I, yeah, I think that's awesome. Like I, yeah. I'm. I'm curious on how that's going to be because, like, we don't really know what the level up system is for Pokemon Let's Go Eevee and Pokemon Let's Go Pikachu. So, uh, can you transfer those Pokemon over, and then they're going to be like a different level, or do you do you still level them up through Stardust and stuff? Like, you don't we don't really know. Yeah, so that's be like, interesting. otherwise, can you just start and then throw in like a level fifty Dragonair that you caught somewhere? Yeah, like I already have like a shiny Venusaur, so can I just yeah. you know rock? With um, that? what was that? You know the little. The little, um, the round thing that you used to put on your belt and then you would walk and it would count the amount of steps and sometimes it would catch Pokemon and pick up items. Yeah, the Pokemon, the Pokewalker from, uh, yeah. Heart Gold, Soul, Silver, yeah. So that's kind of like that, except that you actually have to do stuff in Pokemon Go. Yeah, except the Pokeball that you have as the controller does that too. So, yeah. like, Pikachu, you can put any Pokemon you want from Let's Go Pikachu inside the Pokeball. And then when you're out in public, you can like touch the Pokeball and then like your Snorlax will be like, Brr, and like just like make noises while he's in the Pokeball. All right. So but, I mean, it's really interesting to see that crossover and trying to get Pokemon basically to rule every aspect of your life, which yeah. it already does for me. I don't need extra help. Thank you very much. But it, yes. um, yeah. that's cool. It's cool to see. And so I'm, I think, again, a lot of people are going to complain because they don't like Pokemon Go. But yes. I also think that's a really cool feature to have. Provided I think so that too. it's not going to make things OP. But, you know, these people that are having such an issue with it, they also get a game out that came out like the day that they announced this called Pokemon Quest. Yes. Um, Pokemon Quest, you go to like like Pixel World and it's like this cubicle, like all the Pokemon are very like chibi-like and you go around collecting all the Pokemon. And what's interesting about Pokemon Quest is it's kind of like just a mobile game. In fact, it is coming out to your phones like... In a couple months, I think it's going to be on the mobile game. Yeah, it's pretty so, soon. 
So, like, you just make food, have Pokemon show up and, like, catch them, and then just keep collecting, like, different Pokemon and, like, fighting with them. And uh, people have already, like, hacked into the game and got all the codes out, and so it's eventually going to expand to every single Pokemon. So Oh, wow. So it's going to be a mobile wow. game that lasts for a while. So that yeah. that's something you could definitely play and have the fun. The other cooking. thing about it is that this like cube Pokemon, so it's kind of like playing Pixelmon on your phone. Yeah, which is awesome. That's actually interesting because um, Pokemon recently got on top of Pixelmon and took it down. It's probably because of this game, to be honest. Mm. So. Interesting. There we go. Yeah. Anyway, very exciting news about what is happening in our future Pokemon games, but that's not actually what we're talking about today. Yeah, we are, uh, of course, celebrative of the Pokemon company having certain jobs to be able yeah. to produce these games for us. And so we thought this uh, episode should be about, you know, jobs in the Pokemon world. What kind world. of jobs you would have if you lived in the Pokemon world? And this is beyond just being a trainer. Yes. Like, I mean, Professor Rumu has a pretty good job and I have a pretty yeah. good job, but we're not talking about those. These are like, these are very important jobs that we probably yes. forget about. So, yeah, exactly. So, um, I have a little quick ball here, which is actually quite a long quick ball. So be prepared. Um, okay. in Pokemon monsters, the animation, it was revealed that Pokemon training is actually a very dangerous sport as the mere act of training a Pokemon like not just being in battle, but training it can result in severe injuries or even death. Wow. Which, wow. Okay. It also mentions that various men try to go out and become a Pokemon trainer at the age of 10, because that's when you legally reach adulthood in the um, Pokemon world. But there's okay. a high dropout rate regarding whether they become skilled trainers. Um, so they come across as incompetent. Um, it's also implied that the reason why most of the professional workplaces are almost entirely staffed by women is because so many men go out and try to become trainers that there aren't enough men in the workplace. Interesting. That's very interesting. Yeah. So that is hugely different to our world. First of all, we're not allowed to fight animals, especially if it's going to be severe injuries or even death. Though we mm -hmm. do sometimes have animals in sports, which is a very highly debated topic. Um, and then we don't reach adulthood at 10. That would yeah. be awful. Yeah. And we also don't have a specific skew of men going out to adventure and women doing the rest of the jobs. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think it's, I'm really fascinated by, uh, we continuously learn about the rules of the Pokemon world. So it's like normal for 10 year olds mm. to be able to go out and like fight these creatures. Like you are now an adult, yeah. go fight the creatures. And when we think of like humans, it's like, that's not old enough. Yeah. 10 is tiny. And the other thing is if they reach the age of adulthood at 10 and that's when they can become a trainer and get like a real job, does that mean they can get other jobs at the age of 10? Maybe like they, potentially could like i i'm like thinking back to like the television show and there's mm -hmm. that guy who like literally lived in the middle of the forest with his own like gym with sandshrew and he was like a pokemon yeah tamer. that kid and was he had insane. like the, the tent and he was training his pokemon really hard yeah he was out there on his own just doing that and i was like as i think about that it's like that's a ridiculous life because that means he has to like feed himself and do whatever so yeah they're definitely like how old was he 
I literally he was like just Ash's watched age. this episode he was a few days ago. He was literally like not even like older than Ash, really. He was probably like 10 or t- maybe 12. Like I just assumed he was an a- actual adult. No, like, no, that kid was By young. our standards. Yeah. Like, yeah. So like the over there, that's normal. Like to see like 10 year olds, like living it on their own. That's like normal. And so that's, that's so cool. Weird. That's cool. That that's the rule of the Pokemon universe is that 10. There's also, um, Lily is about 11, isn't she? Yeah. And she is the, um, she's professor Kukui's assistant. Mm-hmm. So she's a research assistant at the age of 11. Yeah. Yeah. But they still have to go to school. So I don't know. Yeah, that's true. But um, then adults go to school too. And they, they don't true. go to school in the same way we go to school. They go to school that is, like, associated with the job they want, which is to be a Pokemon trainer. That is true. All of them are learning about different Pokemon things, so that makes a lot so of sense. So that's essentially university. Yeah, you're right. I Yeah, so there you go. We got two jobs right there. We got university and, you know, whatever. Like yes, professors. So students. Poor 10-year-olds with their mounting student debt. Just wanting to be Pokemon trainers. Does it cost money to be a Pokemon trainer? Like, now I want to know what the school pricing is so I could try to move to that planet. Well, um, (laughs) there was another episode I just watched, which was from the first generation. And there's, like, a boarding school that Uh you can go to. And if you graduate from the, the school about Pokemon, you don't have to collect all the badges to participate in the Pokemon League. Because you're considered, oh, wow. I don't know, good enough. It's like getting a degree. But apparently that was really expensive. Hmm. Like one kid's parents had to work really hard just to send him to the school. They were the top 1% of the Pokemon economy and they could do it. Probably. Yep. That's awesome. So, That's really cool. Yeah. Um, but anyway, well, let's talk about the biggest one, which is being a Pokemon trainer, which you can start at age 10. That's great. Um. You need to start with some money because when you lose battles, you have to pay somebody else. So that's how people make their money, by winning battles and trading money. But that doesn't seem like a very, um, like, how do, how do you tax that? Do do they get taxed? Do they I, have to write no. a, like, income report at the end of the financial year and be like, I won 12 million poker dollars? I don't know if it is a tax. Like, is is that tax like does the pokemon world is, need taxes is it a taxable income or is yeah. it considered like Under winnings the table. so in I australia guess, we don't get taxed on prize money no you don't uh well in the states though we get taxed on prize money like we get taxed on like maybe not the casino but like if we win the lottery we get a massive tax yeah um, so is this just like that, do they get taxed? Considering that apparently there are so many people, so many men trying to become Pokemon trainers that there aren't very many men in the workforce, surely that needs to be a taxable income. So I because think, that's a huge percentage of people. So this is my assumption, and this is just all some. This whole thing's assumption. So I think if you and I were to like go outside and battle right now, we would not be taxed because it's not like an official like Pokemon League battle rules. You know what I'm saying? But if we went to, like, the gym, which is these, like, icons that probably bring a lot of, like, money of tourism into these towns, Mm -hmm. I bet those are, they're officially, like, they're official Pokemon League battles, like, any battle in the gym, and those would be taxed because you have to, like, you know, put up, like, 
There are so many Pokemon trainers just out and about in the wild. Yeah, that's like practice fighting. Like, and they give yeah. you some money. That's fine, you know. But like, but like the Pokemon League standard. Like, if you go into like the Pokemon League or let's say the Pokemon Gym, I bet those ones are taxed. But other right. than that, it's like pretty much playing like you know drag racing. They do like mm. the pink slip. Like, if you beat me, I give you my car. Like, ah. I bet it's like that. Like, if you beat me out, I'll give you some money, and that's just the rule. Like the common courtesy rule. And right. I'm sure there's some battles where you don't give out money too. So. Right. Yeah, because we have seen a lot of situations in the anime where you can have battles and it's not about the money. Mm-hmm. For sure. It's about just being You're the just best. Doing it for fun. Yeah. The best exactly. ever was. So, hmm. Pokemon trainers are obviously one of the number one jobs that people talk about if they were going to be um, in the Pokemon world. Do you think yeah. you'd be a Pokemon trainer? Uh, would I be a Pokemon trainer? Um, honestly. No, I don't think I would, to be honest. I don't think I would be a Pokemon trainer. Seems hard. Neither do I. It seems It very seems hard. hard. Like, yeah. really insanely hard. So much competition. Two, I want a Pokemon, but I don't think I want to fight the Pokemon. Yeah. I, We've I already don't... read in our quick ball that it's apparently so dangerous that a lot of Pokemon can get severely injured or die just from training. I don't think I'd want to do that to my Pokemon. Yeah, I don't think I'd want to. I don't think I want to be able to put myself in that. Like I, like I don't want to go die. You know, I don't want to get injured by <laughs> yeah. by Pokemon. So I'd exactly. rather keep that to like the people that will. Like, think about how many times Ash has actually died. He dies all the time. Yeah. That guy yeah. has died so much and then been resurrected somehow. So I mean, there's that. But I don't think I'd be like skilled enough to like go out there and do it or have like the motivation enough to be like, oh, just keep on pushing and traveling through yeah. this like crazy place to find a Pokemon. Like, I don't think I'd be dedicated enough. I just want my buddy, my, my Pokemon, and I just want to go out there and just like have fun once in a while. Like, sure, I'll battle and like do that, but I'm not going to be all like really like into it. We'll, we'll go do our own thing. So, yeah, there is an alternative if you are into traveling. There are a few alternatives, actually. One of them is that you can be a Pokedex holder, which a lot of trainers, well, no, apparently not many trainers are also Pokedex holders. But you can go out and look for Pokemon and collect data about those Pokemon, but you probably don't have to be a trainer. You would still have to have your Pokemon help defend you against wild Pokemon, so it would still have to battle. Yeah. Like, Ash is like a hybrid of both of them, right? Yeah. Um, but and do you even get paid? Does Ash get paid? Does Professor Oak pay Ash to collect Pokemon in his Pokedex? Maybe it's like after you collect all this, here you go. I mean, he does give you items once in a while, right? And then that's uh, true. But um, I feel like that is still slave labor. Yeah, I would say so for sure. Um, another one that you can do if you like traveling around but don't want to just run into random forests is to be a Pokemon coordinator or a Pokemon performer because they um, participate in Pokemon contests. So Pokemon coordinators, um, they kind of teach their Pokemon different Mm -hmm. types of dances and they're trying to make their Pokemon look really good in performances and performers perform with their Pokemon. I feel like this job, it would be my job. I think I would be the Pokemon coordinator or performer. Uh, one of them, um, oh, I can't remember which one. I think that it's Pokemon Performers. I'm 
might be getting this wrong, uh, can only be female. Oh, man. That is a sexist standard that you need to change, man. I am going to be now. That could be your life mission to change the sexism and Pokemon performance to show that men can be beautiful with their Pokemon too. I want, I want to start a band with my Snorlax, uh, having him play belly drum, and I become like a famous performer while rapping yes. over Snorlax's belly drum. I mean, there you go. That's the perfect, that's the perfect one right there. Yeah, that's gonna change that's everything. It. That's all you need to do. Yep. <laughs> that will change the world. But they have to um, travel from city to city to perform in different competitions. Mm-hmm. So that's another way to travel if you want or another way to get lots of traveling under your belt. I feel like I travel more like by air. Like, oh, I'll just, you know, take a plane. Yeah, well, you could. So you could just fly to each city you want on the yep. back of your Charizard. I'm not going to go um, like... And then you don't have to wander that. through the forest. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I could fly on a Charizard. That's right. Yeah, I don't have to wander through the forest. Yeah, that's what yep. I would do. So that's good. Live the um, life of your life. There are, I wouldn't be a ranger, but I feel like a Pokemon ranger is like a normal park ranger now, so whatever. Um, but breeders, because breeding Pokemon is really different to breeding our animals now. Yeah, they would be very interesting. Like, Pokemon breeders would be very, like, really weird. So, like... They, they have to get familiar with their Pokemon and then, like, be, like, good enough to be, like, this Pokemon seems to really like this type of Pokemon. And it would also be very, like, research-driven. Like, this Blastoise can definitely breed with this, like, uh, Bibarel. Like, that, who would know yeah. that until you, like, yeah, tried it out? Yeah, let's just try it. It's yeah. trial and error. Yeah. But then there's something else about Pokemon breeders, which is, again, really different from breeders in our world. Um, and that's that they've never actually seen any Pokemon breed. So they don't know how they breed. Yeah. And every time you talk to your Pokemon breeder, they're like, I don't know how it happened, but I found your Pokemon holding an egg. Yeah, exactly. So, like, you don't have to do all the, you know, gross stuff to be able to be a breeder in, in the Pokemon world. So Yeah, exactly. But also, dude, you should get to know your job. Yeah. What do you mean? Like, what do you mean, dude, you should get to know your job? Okay, so <laughs> these people, their job is to breed yeah. Pokemon, and they don't know how Pokemon breed. That's, like, the fundamental part of their job. But, like, they get results, though. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. like, they're like, okay, so this worked. We got an egg, or we got a cradle. Like, we discussed it's probably a cradle more, you know? They got this mm-hmm. egg, and then the Pokemon had attributes from the mother and the father, and they've also learned that the mom Pokemon is the one is the Pokemon you will get. So they like learned all these yeah. things to make like effective Pokemon. So they do know their job. They just don't know how like. Well, they're getting results, but if they don't understand the mechanisms, they're never going to improve their results. So maybe if they knew how to breed, they could breed it so that sometimes you get the egg that's the same species as the father. But because they don't know those mechanisms, they can't progress. But, like, here's the deal, though, is, like, when you ever took maths, when you took maths in school, did you ever have a teacher that, like, or anything, like, uh, how come you didn't show your work and then they gave you a bad grade, right? Yeah. But you got the correct answer. Have you ever gotten that? Has that ever happened to you? Yeah, it's happened to me and it made me really mad. But I also me why they did it. It happened to me constantly. I get the results and it's perfect 
it doesn't matter what happened, how it happened. Like, I got it. That is my yeah, outlook on life. It, it may not matter in, like, a school, but it matters in your actual job. Like, that's what science is all about. We can't have any bro- progress until we, like, we know that we have two people and when they have a baby, the baby has traits of both those people. But if yeah. we didn't understand DNA and we didn't understand inheritance and things like that, we wouldn't have a lot of the, like, genetic screening tests and things that we have today. We wouldn't even be able to do things like DNA fingerprinting or be even being able to, um, like, sequence someone's DNA or anything like that if we hadn't gone and actually looked at what DNA is in the first place. We would just know we breed these plants together and eventually we get what we want, but we can't, it takes forever if we don't actually look at the DNA sequence. Okay, you know what? You sold me, especially right there at the end where you said it takes forever because getting that perfect Pokemon in every Pokemon game takes forever. Forever, and so exactly. So if, maybe if, if they, they did, actually knew how to yes. breathe, they'd be able to get it the first time. Yeah, we wouldn't have to do that all the time. You could just be like, there you go. There's your perfect Pokemon. You didn't have to spend 20 hours trying to get the Incineroar that you wanted. Yeah, we wouldn't have to rely on trial and error methods. So they are getting results, but they're getting slow trial and error results. Whereas if they knew how the Pokemon actually bred and they knew those mechanisms, maybe we wouldn't have to trial and error. You have you, you yep that is it we need to we need to uh, make these breeders really like, yeah. learn their stuff. I did not realize how passionate I was about that until right now. <laughs> so there we go. If that, you're a Pokemon breeder, please heed our advice. Yes, learn learn your Pokemon, <laughs> learn how they function, and yeah. let's get it done. So speaking of people who do actually know how their Pokemon function for the most part, is one of the most coveted jobs one of the most coveted jobs in the Pokemon world, which is a Pokemon gym leader. Ooh, I I really, I think every single person that has played Pokemon has fantasized what kind of gym leader they would like to be. Because, like, it seems like, it seems like they all have, like, a theme they have to go by. You know, like, okay, I'm the mm. rock gym, I need rock Pokemon. Um, yeah. So I've, I think everybody's well, I mean, trying to say, like, what kind of trainer will I be? Will I be a poison type trainer or a psychic type? Uh, you'd, you'd be a fighting type. I know I would be a fighting type, but I was, there's, you know, that was my impression no, of you. <laughs> me, I'd be a fighting type. <laughs> no, Gym leader. I'd be a fighting type Pokemon. I've got huge guns in my uh-huh. arms. Uh-huh. Not my house because I live in Australia, yeah. but on my arms. <laughs> yeah, you have guns as arms? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> Yeah, I do. Hey, uh, you know, I guess you're not allowed to have guns in the Pokemon world, but a Pokemon with gun arms would kind of be cool. Blastoise is the closest thing we got with water cannons. That's true. I, okay, I have a a story for you. Okay. It's um, when I was a young, young child and I would watch Pokemon, but I was kind of too young to realize that what I watched on TV meant that just because I saw it and it was in my mind, that didn't mean I made it up. So I thought I made up the name Blastoise. Uh-huh. And I have a very embarrassing home video that my mum took of me explaining to my cousin about Blastoise. And I was like, I made that name up. Isn't it so cool? It's a combination of blasting water and tortoise. <laughs> That's pretty embarrassing. Yeah. That's so good. I was... I was I was dumb. But anyway, I've moved on from that. If I was going to be a gym leader, I would be a psychic type gym leader. Okay. I don't think that there's any debate about that because it's I, my favorite. 
Yeah, Espeon. You'd have an Espeon. I would have a Machamp. And that's yeah, that's how the exactly. battle would go down. How does one become a specific type gym leader? Like, do they just go on their normal Pokemon quest with usually I have six t- different types of Pokemon in my party. And then if I got asked to be a gym leader, do I just start only using one type of Pokemon? Or is it like, oh, you seem like a specialist in psychic type Pokemon. Do you want to run the gym? I think we saw a glimpse in this in actually Pokemon Sun and Moon. I think it was taken from a tradition that was in the the country of having the strongest person uh, or like the leader of the tribe be the protector and somebody that put people through trials. And I think the gym leader mm-hmm. kind of replaced that. So maybe it was uh, no longer just like family passing down the or whatever. It, w- it turned into like the strongest person in the village gets to be the gym leader or can potentially be the gym leader. Um, and then, but then if like that makes sense, you're the strongest trainer in the village. That's what happened with like Brock and stuff. But yeah. um, then to be the strongest person in the village, you'd think that you'd more likely have um, a bunch of different types of Pokemon instead of a monotype team. So when do they become monotype? Is there some unspoken rule that gym leaders I, have to be I, one I'm not type? sure if it's unspoken because, like, I don't think I've seen, like, the Pokemon League rulebook because the rules came out or it became a thing where it was like, hey, collect eight gym badges and you can fight the Pokemon League. And mm. that's awesome. But is that a rule that was issued by the Pokemon League when the Elite Four was established? Like, when they when that was created, were they like, okay, we're going to have different gyms at different places, and we're going to kind of use the environment they're from to be able to make, like, the gym that they have mm-hmm. there. So Pewter City is known for its pewter or whatever. So they're like, okay, this will be a rock-type gym, and then you right. just have to abide by the rock rules. Because as we see, as Brock starts traveling, he gets a Vulpix. He gets, like, different types. Um, yeah, that's true. With him. And then well, it can kind of become, so if a certain gym has been established in a city and it has a certain type, then once one gym leader leaves and the next gym leader comes, they might be required to keep that same type. Yeah. Exactly. So they might be like, okay, you have to do this type only. But if we look at uh, Vermilion City or whatever, the first kind of like where you fought Giovanni and then Blue took over mm. and Silver and Gold, he kind of had a mishmash of... Um, he had a lot Pokemon. of ground types. Yeah, it was a lot of ground types, but he also had a lot of mishmash of different Pokemon because I think Blue yeah, had a lot true. of different ones. So yeah. I think it just depends on who they want to award it to or like have fill in the spot because Giovanni was the leader. Maybe Blue had to go fill in his spot and they're like, yeah, you just yeah. use your Pokemon because you were you used to be a champion, you know? Um, yeah, yeah, that's true. So and I don't then because the Elite Four, they also have, you know, they usually have a theme or a specific type as well. And so I was just wondering if it's, if it's like, I don't know, a tradition or if but, it's actually a rule. But also it could be based off of their like influence or hobbies that they're into. Like mm. think, think of um, Erica from, um, from Red and Blue Versions. Or mm-hmm. I forget the name of her town, but I know in the anime Brock was like obsessed with her for a little bit because she was a researcher. Like she was yeah. researching what Pokemon were doing in like the grass environments and she was really into the plants and the research yeah. of like the, I uh, really understand that. Yeah. She, they, she was into like I what they plants. could offer as like health and stuff in the Pokemon world. Yeah. So she took her hobby and obsession and just always had those Pokemon cause that's what she had to care for. 
And maybe that's but what... then then comes the question of if Erica retired and so somebody was going to take over that gym, would they have to also be a grass gym leader, or could they change it to a different type? Um, I think I don't know. To be honest, I don't. I don't know. I would say they would have to continue it being a grass type if it's based off of like a rule setting from the Pokemon League, because I know that like yeah. Koga Koga went to the Elite Four, and then his daughter mm-hmm. continued on with Poison types. As like a family Yeah, tradition. that's true. So, I mean... So, um, I have uh, another question. There is an episode in the anime where Gary has 10 badges and you only need eight to get into the league. And in the games, there are only eight gyms. But does yeah. that mean in the real world, there are way more than eight, gym, eight gyms? It just happens that you need only eight badges. Yeah, yeah. I think there is like, more Like, are there gyms? 18 gyms with all different 18 types? There, there could potentially be, or just have different gyms underneath the Pokemon League, and yeah, I guess because I can't imagine in. having only eight gyms in the entirety of Australia. Actually, oh. I could one in every capital city and a couple of doubles. There you go. You but imagine it. eight gyms in all of America. That seems ridiculous. I would feel like we would have, like, we would have like a league in every state, and then those elite four members would then have to battle it out across every state to be the best state. That would be what would happen in America. Yeah, okay. I get that. Okay, so back to actually <laughs> what gym leaders do. <laughs> Other than fighting um, new trainers, because they're also considered mentors, so they watch you fight and they usually give you really good advice and stuff like that. So I think that seems nice. I wouldn't mind being a gym leader from that point of view. But we've seen um, gym leaders do a lot of other stuff within their towns. They seem to be quite a big influence. They're very well respected. They seem to be responsible for doing things like looking after the village or town that they're in as well. Um, So uh, what's his name? Clement, who is the electric gym leader in his, I forgot where he's from, somewhere in Kalos. Illuminis or whatever. He seems to do a lot of other stuff around the town and seems like his opinion is quite relevant for a lot of other stuff. Well, I mean, like, I think the town selects their, it's like an elected official. Like, you get to be the gym leader. Yeah. I think that's what we But it comes it with out. a whole bunch of other, like, it almost seems like they've got a role on the town council as well. Yeah. Like, I think they might be an elected official. Who knows? I don't know. Yeah. So. So that's not what I'd want to do. I think that I'd be too lazy to do that. Yeah, for sure. I... I, I'm still sticking with performer so far until another job opportunity comes my way. I don't know. Oh, well, the next job opportunity is perfect for me because it's a Pokemon professor. Well, who would have thought? And professor? that's 100% yeah. what I would do. That's I know my real life is too similar to what I'd be in the Pokemon world. I'd, I'd 100% not change it. If I was going to be a Pokemon professor and a Pokemon professor is somebody who researches different things about their Pokemon, I need to say here that I assume that there are professors or, you know, scientists that research other stuff other than Pokemon. Uh We just hear a lot about Pokemon professors specifically. So I would be a Pokemon professor who studied grass type Pokemon to have a look at how the grass and Pokemon like merged as opposed to them just sure. being yeah. looking ha- like animals. Yeah. Like that- how the plants and the animals got together to be grass Pokemon. Yeah. I'd look I, at the genetics of if that. If I was to be a Pokemon professor, I would have studied the research of uh, 
uh, where did fighting type Pokemon come from? Why they uh, evolution of uh, humanoids from the same species uh, that we came from? Who knows? I think uh, humanoid grass. Yeah, they are. Are we related to those Pokemon? Who I was knows? just thinking about Serena. She looks like a grass queen. Right, right. But if you think about the fighting types, they're all very humanoid like. So are they just like our like distant like cousin like like kind of like monkeys with us in evolution or whatever? Yeah, well, that's it. Like, I could look at all that stuff. I could look at, um, like, Pokemon evolution, not in the sense of Pokemon metamorphosing into other Pokemon, which we yeah. will talk about in a later episode. Ooh. Ooh. But I would look at, yeah, how different Pokemon are related, especially, like, you get those dual-type Pokemon, and, you know, there's different egg groups and stuff. There'd be so many questions. I'd have a very, very niche project. But it'd just be cool to look at, you know, um, the Bulbasaur and how it evolves into Venusaur, how its plant changes, how the genetics of that bulb changes, the genetics of the flower that grows on its back. I'd just be so into that. Yeah. In fact, I'm going to say this because I'm super boring, but if I was in the Pokemon world, I'd probably still just study plant genetics, which is exactly what I do now, which is there boring. You go. But at least it's got Pokemon. It, I hey, have lots of grass Pokemon probably. Yeah, food on the table. You get, you get paid for that, so... Yeah, exactly. Unlike so. me, I'll be a starving performer. So that'd be me. <laughs> perfect, perfect. All right, let's move on to Pokemon Sailor. Um, yeah, because this is not just with sailors. We have sailors, we have pilots, we have, like, train drivers. We have a whole bunch of different people who do things that we do now, except they seem to do it with Pokemon. So when they're sailing, it's not just... a sailor on the sea they usually when you go on like the ssn and stuff they have marchokes and stuff with them helping them do the sailing and work the ship so your co-workers wouldn't just be humans they'd be pokemon yeah and that that brings an interesting point like these like marchokes and stuff like what's their story did they just decide one day like i'm gonna go work for the ship or are they just like belong to the captain or maybe they were yeah. rescued and like hey i'm gonna help you guys out now like what motivates them do, to do they that? get paid proper wages i don't i don't know i don't know like for example um there's a cool i just saw this on twitter the other day um there's a museum in japan okay yeah and there is this is based in the real world there's a cat okay okay that comes up to the museum every single day and just yeah. sits in front of the doors and like tries to get in and then yeah a guard comes out and says no no no, no. And then the cat like walks away and goes back. And he's done this every single day for three years. So the cat has showed up and become this like attraction at the museum and has brought souvenirs wow. to the museum and has now like given the museum lots of funds because people like have bought all this stuff to go f- because of the cat. To do with so, this cat. So the cat pretty much is like an employee of the museum almost pretty much now because it shows up and it's such a big tourist attraction and like so funny. You know what I'm saying? That's so like, bizarre. So like... So, but it's only... So does it come just once a day? It comes once a day and then the guard says the same thing. But it's like a familiar guard. Like he's so happy to see the cat. He's not like mean to it. But they yeah. just like have fun playing with it and everybody just comes now to see this cat do this. Like, it's like this cat. That's amazing. Wow. And so it's like I said, they have tons of souvenir items and stuff like that. And so, so do you think people go on the SSN and they go to the gift shop and they get like little machokes? Yeah, maybe. Cause like, who knows? Like, 
maybe it, like a Machoke just showed up and like, yeah. And then just more Machokes started coming. And then like, yeah, now the SSN, like Machokes work for them and they have all these like yeah. Machoke merchandise and people are just like, Machoke, yeah. Yeah. You never but know. I st- yeah. So do they get paid or do they belong to some of the sailors? If, I think it's a mixture of both. Like I okay. bet, I bet, so, I don't know if some will get paid because we don't know what Pokemon think of money. You know what I'm saying? No, we don't. That's true. Well, but yeah. I'm sure they get fed. You know as any a Pokemon that are really greedy and really like money? Meowth. Meowth likes that. Yeah, Meowth makes money. Yeah, he does. Meowth is. Can use its luckiness on its head. Yeah. So Meowth, like, has a need for money, I guess. But other than that. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. So moving on from that, we have something else that I hope that this is not going to be you, Matt, but I don't know. Uh, it is a Pokemon team grunt or admin. Yeah. So these are usually from evil organizations and people just go work for them to be grunts. I assume they get paid because it kind of seems like Jesse and James, who are Team Rocket grunts, I assume they're grunts. They're not admins. They're not high enough. They treat it like it's their job. Yes. So they must get paid. I mean, it is it is an organization. So, like, Team Rocket is like, hey, you need to go out there and um, get all the Pokemon. Be and- bad capture Pokemon and stuff like that. So I'm sure they get paid. Um, yeah. But it's what interesting. What happens with the Mafia? Because Team Rocket is essentially supposed to be like the Mafia, right? Yeah. But and they the way they make their income for their team is through the game corner. Like, we all know that. Um, oh, right. Yeah. Oh, so, yeah. So that's how they got their fundage for the thing. Um, but, like, the other teams, though, are kind of a little bit different. They almost seem more volunteerial so if we start thinking about team magma team uh, team aqua mm-hmm. they were more like water controversialists like severe water like con i don't know how to say the word conservative whatever you know like yeah they're really into like water type pokemon they really like want to conserve like water life and yeah. preserve water life so, and they want to bring I mean, back they're into they're magma. into conservation and stuff like that but um like they also seem to be passionate about that, so they're joining a company because they're passionate. Passionate, so they well, could be. Doing I don't know it if it's a passion or if it, they thought it was just a volunteer like thing for that group. Like each group has something yeah. different. While Team Plasma was very like, we're a cult. Like man, yeah, that's true. So you know how sometimes when you write on your resume, you're like volunteer work, and the person who's trying to hire you likes that. What if you wrote volunteer Team Magma Grunt? They might be afraid and give you the job. Who knows? Yeah, yeah who knows? So, but yeah, but there's you could be Pokemon leaders and Pokemon admins as well, so you can get promotions. And I assume they get paid more if they get paid. So how many like, of these people do you think get the job as a grunt because they're just desperate for a job and they work their way up in this evil organization, not truly knowing that it's evil? Who wasn't someone? Didn't someone do that recently? Like the Aether Foundation? Uh, Oh yeah. Wiki was like, yeah, I don't, uh, I don't agree with what they did and was kind of ended up Mm. being a good guy. Yeah. Yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah. So Um, yeah, that could definitely happen. Yeah. So most of the other things that we have, uh, like, you know, we have offices and nurses and doctors and stuff and we have them all in our world as well. They're, 
they just have more involvement in Pokemon than we would have because we don't have them. And teachers and things, I didn't really think that they were going to be too different from us. And then you get things like people who work at universities. And again, they're like the people who work at our universities. The only yeah. difference is they study things like, um, uh, for example, in Sinnoh University, there's the Faculty of Pokemon Medicine, which mm-hmm. sounds like uh, just our School of Veterinary Science, but yeah. with Pokemon. Yeah. I mean, like, definitely. Like, they they probably do the research of, like, like on how to fix Pokemon or, like, body structure and stuff like that. Because, like, the Pokemon centers need to be able to have trained nurses to be able to do these things, you know? So Yeah, exactly. Um, there are bakers, but you could say that those are unique to the Pokemon world because they bake certain things we don't eat, like Pokepuffs. Yeah. Um, there's also the International Police, which is kind of like our... Um, what is it like CIA or yep FBI something. CIA yep and if yeah. you think about the uh going back to the bakers real fast mm-hmm. uh that's actually started happening here in uh, the world like we have like we have a coffee shop right down the road that serves human mm-hmm. coffee and then has like these delicious looking cookies are they meant for humans mm-hmm. no they're meant for your animals and so you can get like oh cookies. So the people do do that. Wow, so. I I haven't seen any of those. Yeah, they're they're strictly. I've heard like of dog, um, dog beer, or cat beer, or something. Yeah. And it comes in a beer bottle, and you just pour it into the dog's bowl. It's not real beer, but then you can like share a beer with your dog, so you could drink the beer, and then the dog has its dog beer. Yep. <laughs> so we got it now. So. Yeah. So we've got that, um, and then I guess the final one. I wanted to talk about today is that there is clearly places in government that is all about keeping Pokemon in the right place. And so you could be a Pokemon associate, which is the governing group and they handle all the legislation regarding Pokemon. So they're probably the ones who are like, no, you're only allowed six Pokemon and this is cruelty. You're not allowed to do this with Pokemon. You're not allowed to catch somebody else's Pokemon. Um, And then they set up things like the elite four tournaments and they make sure, um, I assume uh, they regulate the Pokemon businesses. They make sure that they're treating their Pokemon right and stuff like that. So um, that's just another branch of government that we wouldn't have. I, I would be very interested in playing a game or having a story of the government banning Pokemon because of it being too violent or something like that. Oh, yeah, that'd be interesting. Yeah. The outrage. Yeah, it'd be cool. But also a lot of people would be into that. Yeah, so, yeah, really... ultimately, if I was in the Pokemon world, I would still be a professor. I would just study grass Pokemon instead of plants. And I would be a performer and perform for everybody and break down those walls of sexism yes i'll be the first pokemon male performer performer yeah well done i would support you in that endeavor yep so if you want to um talk to us or send us a message if you have ideas of what you would want to be if you lived in the pokemon world or any ideas about episodes you can email us at the selfscope podcast at gmail.com or you can find us on our Facebook page. That's also pretty easy. And you can follow me at Professor Rimu on Twitter. Twitter? And, <laughs> That's and, not a real one. On Twitter. And you can follow me at Nuzlocke Maddie at Twitter. So. Yes. So, before we go, who is that Pokemon? Who's that Pokemon?